the keys to mental wellness is entrepreneurship and understand your, your own capacity. No, just operate within the space that you have. Don't try to do over because when you go over that, you're running over outside of yourself. When you do that, you're taking on other people's stuff. And that anxiety can rise up. Just stay within your own space because it would alleviate a lot of extra anxiety, a lot of extra stress when you just maintain your own self. This is the Reclaiming Your Voice podcast, and I am your host, Vernisa Williams. If you struggle with low self-worth and fear, desire to discover God, reclaim your voice, and live your core values, you are in the right place. Because in this space, we believe that honoring your needs and discovering your values and core values will begin your journey towards healing and reclaiming your voice. Sasha Walton has graced the physical and virtual stage nationally and internationally, providing a fresh take on entrepreneurship through a holistic approach to business. This multi-dimensional woman of inspiration award winner is not only a speaker, but is a business strategist, podcast host, author, and event producer. She inspires her audience with captivating topics that empower and transform. Sasha loves being transparent with her audience when sharing her signature talks and passion topic, mental wellness and entrepreneurship, keys to managing well-being. Embracing her story of various challenges, primarily with the 2020 pandemic, has led this dynamic woman to encourage many entrepreneurs in an industry with a message of perseverance. Sasha, welcome to the AllYB podcast. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here on your show. Thank you for inviting me. I try not to make my story too long. I always try to work on condensing it. It's still being written. That's the wonderful part about it. Being an entrepreneur, what I'm doing right now with my story is inspiring other entrepreneurs in the whole area of mindset, as well as building their businesses and having longevity in their business and sustainability. And so I've been in business for almost 20 years. I'm the owner of SWI Management Group. We focus in on strategic planning and event production. That's what I've been doing since 1998 is when I got started in the whole event industry world. And I've always evolved. I believe in businesses and the business owners evolving. One of the things along the way, I always love to throw this in there too, is that I did work with independent music artists as well. Um, Because that would make sense for one of the books that I've written in this part of the journey. I was working a nine to five at the same time. So I grew my business up 20 years, worked in corporate America for over 20 years, same time frame. The twist of the story started in 2018. I went through a, a layoff at the company I worked for 20 years and which was okay because I felt like I hit a ceiling within the company anyway. I was already creating that exit strategy to being able mm-hmm. to move my business up and having that plan to really go into it. But the layoff had me to go into it a lot faster than I wanted to, which was still a good thing because in 2018, I ventured out into government contracting for event services. So I was doing federal contracting, state contracting, also had corporations that I worked with international and here in the States. And so 2018 and through 2019, I was living it. I was good. People always talk about the scaling the six figures. I'm scaling, I'm on my way. I have the six figures and all this other stuff. But then the pandemic happened. So because 
all the growth was within that time span from the layoff mm. to the pandemic. I was the sole breadwinner of my business. And with the pandemic, it really, uh, it hit the event industry really, really hard. The event industry shut down just like everything else, but the event industry was is shut down a lot longer. So no one was giving out contracts. No one was doing everything. Everybody's trying to maneuver through. And so I found myself in that position of what do I do now? I've touched major events. I've done a lot of great events from conferences, nonprofit events, ministry events to large music festivals, stage productions, 5Ks, everything you name it. We've pretty much touched it to come down to not doing anything at all. I truly believe in, and this one thing I tell my clients now, is looking into your skill sets of what you have. Who are you as a person? What type of skills you have, your talents? It's because I'm multi-skilled, I was able to pull in from other areas. Those things that I would do for my clients that weren't standalone services like marketing, PR, branding, and all those things. So I pulled that to the forefront just to keep my business relevant. But it wasn't the passion. My passion was with event production, understanding and trying to navigate through that process, not just in the business, but also within myself. That was the biggest part. I found myself with my back up against the wall. It was me against me. The defeating thoughts came through. I felt like a failure, even though I wasn't. It was something outside of my control. I have a household to take care of. I have a dog to take care of. My daughter is grown, but she was living here at the time. I'm always talking about legacy and this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. But now here I am brought down from that height that I was on and dealing with the phase of all those thoughts of, okay, do I go back to work? You know, uh, my money starting to come down. Everything else is dwindling. And so I made the decision to go back to work because I didn't know what I was going to do with my business. And I felt like I was just going to just stop right then and there, throw in the towel, forget about everything. But there was a big part of me that was more so on that line of, Sasha, you're not just regular. You're not mediocre. There are some great things and you've always been great. So why are you going to let this hold you down? It made mental health real for me. I didn't really understand until after the fact that I was functionally depressed. Like I would show up, mm-hmm. but... Inside of me, I'm still thinking, what's, what am I going to do the next thing? What's going to happen? Where is this going to come from? Where is that going to come from? I overcame much prayer and everything else there was and having a good support system as well. But I came out and I was just like, okay, you know what? I love my logos way too much. I've done some great things. I can't just stop here. This is not the end. I can't concede. I just, it was just something in me to say, look, you cannot be in this place. You have to get on this wave. And I looked at it as if um, if I didn't follow the urgency that I felt that was inside of me, then I would miss out if I just stood still. Mm-hmm. So I just dealt with myself and just like, okay, I tiptoed. I called myself relaunching in August. I tiptoed around it. I still felt like I wasn't there. You know, I was looking for that same fire that I had before. That big difference of it was really coming out as the face of my brand. You're someone that's been in that place where they have that comfort zone and that comfort Mm -hmm. zone is that spot that they just want to just stay in and just like, look, I could do everything from this place that I'm at right here. Like, don't mess with me. I'm good. It'll be great. It'll be great from right here. 
But there's sometimes there are things where it comes down to your purpose. And that purpose is so much greater than anything else. It could be something like a pandemic <laughs> that make you, that push you out. Up. <laughs> that you up and like, look, look, you need to be from here to over here. You're, you're wasting time. And that's the urgency I felt in myself. You know, my faith is everything. And I was like, okay, God, like, <laughs> what we're going to do with this? I mean, I got to be out front. I got to do this and do that. So I, I took a speaking engagement in August. And it was that moment that showed me more of myself. I was there for the women entrepreneurs. I was a panel speaker. And really just listening in on the questions that they were asking about business and everything. And, you know, everybody's giving their answer. I gave answers, but it felt like there was more that they were looking for. Being able to tune into that more. I just came out. I was like, look, no, this is a real issue. You know, it's fear, lack of confidence and procrastination. And the women's faces lit up. And as I tracked on time, when I really finally relaunched officially as the face of my brand in December, I took that moment with those women and understood how valuable mindset is along with helping people with their businesses. Because a lot of who you are in your business, it comes from in you. And your business is a reflection of who you are, how well your business is seen. If you're a go-getter, if you are somebody who's resourceful, everything like that, you're going to pull all that into your business and help it to grow. You put the right systems in place, you grab the team and everything else. But you are the head of that business. And that means in so many ways, more than one. And so when I relaunched, I came out, I said, okay, I'm going to embrace this thing as being the speaker. I'm going to be the face of the brand now. I still own SWI Management Group. That's going nowhere. That's the brand. That's my baby. But my brand is going to still represent who I am. And I'm going to represent the brand as well. And I released, according to Sasha Podcast, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. I was always the go-to person for a lot of people. But when I relaunched, I said, it's time to pour it in to me. I felt businesses build. They're still lasting today. Managed them and everything. One was a fitness trainer, went from having camps in, in the parking lots to having his own gym and still thriving. So I'm just like, you know what, let's go ahead and just do this. I just want to operate in my gifts and my talents. I love helping people. I love to see people grow in what they're supposed to be doing and help businesses to get to a place where they are sustaining, that they have that foundation and understand how to really manage and operate a business, not just to say, I'm just doing business, but to grow a sustainable and strong business. You know, they talk about recessions and all this other stuff. And we don't know. But the thing is, as business owners and entrepreneurship right now, we're in the height of it all. We can last through a lot of things if we have the right formations. And I'm not talking about the LLCs and us cooks or whatever. I'm talking about the formation, the blueprint of who you are, the blueprint of your business. And, And that's what I do now. The beauty of it is just seeing myself in a whole different light. And I'm like, okay, Sasha, you're really doing this thing and coming out of that comfort zone, being that voice. And like you said before, reclaiming that voice. For me, it was finding the confidence in my voice and going forward in that. Also, I wrote a book. I wrote a book for entrepreneurship for music artists. That's why I threw in that plug before about working with music artists. But, you know, people always talk about niching down. Like, no, I'm not a niche down person. I would niche with recording. (laughs) If it's recording to matter, I would niche right there. But I'm not going to niche down because I have too much in me. 
I have too much enemy for anything that I touch. And I just be the chameleon and just show up as I need to show up. One of the things I like to relate to is when you're working as an employee, you have that resume. You are honored for that extensive resume, for all the skills, all the talents, everything that you've worked with from company to company, and they love it. But they can't say the same thing as you being a, a multitasked entrepreneur or a multi-skilled entrepreneur. But you're the same person. That's true talk. But people want you to niche down for it to make sense to everybody instead of making it, of course, have the clear message. Yeah, but yeah, still, yeah. wrap it all up. The event world is opening up. I'm back into doing events too, but I have my events. I have the business strategies. I have the podcast. I have the book. I'm speaking. All of it still says the same message, but I can still show up in whatever form I need to for that same message. But it's all about strategy. I think that's where the confusion comes in at because people just, just be out there doing things. But if you have a strategy with it, by all means, have fun with it. <laughs> It makes you more marketable in different industries and you still be who you are. So that's my story. I'm going to use my little mess to be a message and all the tests that was in it to be a testimony. Come forward with that and help other people to transform their lives. You mentioned mental health. I'm a huge believer of managing our mindset and also being mindful of actually what our brain is doing in that process. Can you talk a little bit about that as an entrepreneur, finding that your mental health was being challenged? Yeah, that process. Sometimes when you're going through things, you never see yourself in that moment until after you successfully come out of it. It was when I look back and I thought about myself where I was. And that's when I came to the realization, oh my gosh, I've never been depressed to a point where... I was at. You have your emotions. You you process your emotions. I've been in that place processing emotions. You always want to make sure things are right. So going through those challenges, but nothing was like the pandemic situation. And I've always been that type of person to just say, oh, I got this. I felt like everything was slipping through my hands in 2020. And I felt my own mind slipping. I was just like, what in the world? If it wasn't for my strong belief in God, faith and prayer and everything, I probably would have been more of a mess than what mm -hmm. I really was. Mm -hmm. um, but I was the secret mess. Like you couldn't tell. So that's why I said, I look back and I was like, oh my gosh, I was functionally depressed. That was me. And I'm just like, wow. And I didn't see it at the time, but I also knew that I, I couldn't handle more than what was on my plate at that moment. And my plate was full of, what am I going to do next? Oh. I was in survival mode. I had to do what I needed to do at that moment. And sometimes I think back now, I was like, dad, I wish I had the mindset I had right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I would have went back to the nine to five, I would have just said, oh, okay, let's be resourceful, Sasha. Let's go ahead and, but I had just, my mind was so limited in my own personal responsibilities and what I'm going to do. I didn't think of anything else. I couldn't. I am an entrepreneur who has been through an experience and not only going through the experience, but also after coming out, I always love to self-examine myself because I always want to make sure I show this the best me for people and for myself. Integrity is really big for me. All those values. Actually, I wrote a new book <laughs> and the book and it's called The Ugly Truth About Entrepreneurship. It's keys to managing mm. mental wellness. So many entrepreneurs feel like they are, they're by themselves, like nobody understands where they are. 
some people have good support systems, they're still managing business and they're managing the way that they know how to manage. Right, right. And if their business starts to get kind of rocky and shaky, then a lot of times it's not just in the systems, but it's about how you're managing yourself within that business. The keys to mental wellness is an entrepreneurship and understand your, your own capacity. No, just operate within the space that you have. Don't try to do over because when you go over that, you're running over outside of yourself. When you do that, you're taking on other people's stuff. And that anxiety can rise up because you're trying to accomplish this for that person. You're trying to accomplish that for that person. And then at the same time, you still have things on your own plate that to accomplish. Especially with women, we act like we got multi-arms. That supergirl mentality or that supergirl syndrome, don't try to beat it. Yeah. Just stay within your own space because it would alleviate a lot of extra anxiety, a lot of extra stress when you just maintain your own self. The saying is you give out of your glass when it's full. If your glass is starting to empty out and you don't have any way to replenish that, when you hold on to those keys, those are the things you move forward in and make sure that you don't go back. Those are those bumpers. Those are those reminders. So I use that now to share with other people. Hey y'all, it's V. I want to let you know that the podcast now has a Facebook group as a way to celebrate season three, but also to build a community of like-minded individuals who are on a journey to reclaim their voice. As an RYV listener, the link to the group will be in the show notes. So come on over to Facebook, OGs and newbies, and let's grow together. Mental health has been stigma since the first century. It's an important conversation. You talked about capacity. What is your core need you need to honor right now? Knowing what you have in front of you, the resources that you have in front of you, it's valuable. And again, that mindset piece, it's a mindset that's a test you're making a thousand every week. It's a mindset that comes in when you created something for the first time after your brain was telling you, you can't do it, you can't do it. And fear comes in, the moment you do it, a switch goes off, Mm -hmm. right? What do I do with that? Yeah. So it is that continual journey. We ask for certain things and we pray for certain things, but are we ready to do the work Mm-hmm. to go through training to get to amazing milestones. There's a chapter in my book, it's called Ignore the Noise. And this is what I talk about in, in that chapter because people get stressed out because they're not arriving. And they're looking at their competition and they're looking at these strategies that they're doing and they're like trying to gleam off of them. Okay, what they're doing, let me try to do it because they're successful with it, but they're still using the same strategies and their business is not going anywhere. Right. And people are getting stressed out and they're getting burnt out. And so it's just like, okay, we got to nip that in the bud because that's a part of mental wellness. That stress that comes with you looking at the Joneses. Entrepreneurs do not talk about the ugliness of where they've been, of trying to go to the six, seven figures or whatever it is that they're going through. They don't talk about how many losses there were before you got that one win. And that one win kept you going. I'm making a choice to be vocal about it because I feel like so many people are experiencing these things and they feel like they're by themselves. The other part is finding your voice, being confident and saying no. 
Know when to say yes, know when to say no, and don't feel bad about it. Understand the value of saying no <laughs> and yes. feel good about it. I just had to get that out. I'm sorry. I, now I always want to apologize for this so much, but <laughs> don't ever apologize for your passion. Thank you. And your desire to help people. Yeah, don't ever apologize for that because we don't know what we don't know. When someone dares to see new entrepreneurs and want to be real with us and teach us and guide us, no, it's don't ever be, don't ever apologize for that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) What would you say was the greatest lesson that you've learned before 2020 regarding your business? My greatest lesson is not shrinking back and showing up. That the shrink back was before the showing up is now and just the merge it, not shrinking back. Don't dismiss the fact that it didn't work for your good. It still works for your good. But that's what I would say. I love it. So Sasha, as we get close to the end of the show, I have a question that I ask all of my visitors. And that question is, what core value guided you on your journey to reclaim your voice? My core value was my faith and belief in God. That's it. Because that's what was needed. And here I am. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Sasha, where can everyone find you? Absolutely let us know how we can get in on that pre-order of your book and all your other books. How can (laughs) the listeners find you? Yes, it's www.swimgtgroup.com. Everything will be there. And you can follow me on Facebook as Sasha Walton and on Instagram as That Girl Sash. Sasha's with the C. Okay. <laughs> C with the S. Y'all heard that. Sasha, this was an amazing, amazing, and a blessing to get to know you and hear from you. We have to stay connected. We just yes. do. Yes. And thank you for the value that you shared and the compassion and the understanding about entrepreneurship and the importance of learning who you are and it's okay. Staying firm in your values. It's not about perfection but progression thank you so much for having me on the show Veronica. this has been awesome i loved it and we definitely need to stay connected yes all right take care you too well that is august off the books september we are having more wonderful women visiting the show and sharing their story of how they are reclaiming their voice Do not forget to join the Facebook group for the podcast. The link will be in the show notes. So come on over, come on over, say hi. Let's have some amazing conversations and talk about the show and learn and grow together. As always, until next time and after, be well, y'all.